Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the September edition of the Aussie Minifan Show. I'm Menas. I'm joined by just Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Menas. How you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, great reception to the last Aussie Minifan Show where we brought in Jackson. Unfortunately, we couldn't quite tee up the time, yeah. but I think we've found a good combo. You, me, and Jackson could be the new show. Yeah, he's... he. Definitely works well, and he doesn't mind copping the shit that you know we occasionally cop on the show. But yeah, he works out well. It's just uh, he works during the day, I work during the night, and we just couldn't get it to work. But he'll be back. He'll hundred percent be back. Yeah, so oh, definitely. And uh, look, you know, this is our sort of monthly view from the Kirk Minahan show from Australia. Obviously, a lot of people keep tweeting me about us being in lockdown and our cops going yeah. mad on the streets. We're not going to talk dogs. about any of that today. COVID can sit over one side. We're going to talk about all the show issues. Uh, we haven't yep. done a show since Dave cost them, you know, almost 30 K. Um, <laughs> we haven't done a show since Chris has been a regular. So a lot to get yep. through. What do you want to start with Jamie? Oh, I guess we should probably start with the big one, right? Dave, well, Dave and Justin combined costing the show $30,000, 25. Now he's managed to weasel it down to 25 K, but I listened to the Dave Portnoy show and Dave was just stunned at how anything like that could happen. But he did say it's not Kirk's fault. It's not Dave's fault. It's the caterers fault. Like they should be more clear with that type of stuff. So he didn't completely um, take take the blame away from Dave or Kirk, but he did say like the caterer has got to be more clear with and try and clarify what's going on. So, you know, it's still a huge fuck up. Like, what's, your, what's your blame pie breakdown? I was thinking about this. I'm like, I think 70% goes to Justin. Wow. Yeah. 15% would go. Uh, yeah. 15% would go to Dave and I find it hard to give Kirk any blame, but I got to give a little bit because he's the one who, you know, like he says, he won't fire Justin. He can't fire him. So, you know, you, you know, you got to expect this thing from people that, you know, you know, aren't up to the standards, but you know, you can't fire him. He's too good for, I mean, he's too good for the show. He's a good dude, but yeah, I got to give 10% for Kirk just for the inability to fire people. And, you know, he put it on them. He, he said, hey, do this, which shouldn't have been a hard task. Like Dave Carlin said, he did it in 10 minutes, but you know, he's got to take a little bit of the blame. Okay, uh, fair enough. I went totally different. I gave 10% to Justin because <laughs> I just think he should never have been given any responsibility. And, you know, when True. Chris was saying to... Kirk, you know, why did you think he could do it? And Kirk's only defense was, well, he has to do something. I mean, he has to do something, clean the toilets, cut clips, all that kind of stuff, not actually uh, organizing an event that should be a highlight for Minna fans. And uh, I think yeah. um, Soko was left wanting. We'll get to there. So I've got 10% Justin, 15% for Kirk. Uh, like you, just putting Justin in charge was a mistake. Um but I've only given Kirk a little bit because I think, you know, you would expect uh, sort of an adult to be able to do better yeah. than Justin did with that. Um, 25% I'm giving to the caterer because there's no way you take a job for 30 grand without sending an estimate through. Yeah. And then 50% for Dave, quite simply for that one message that said, 
billing Barstool <laughs> and he writes back confirmed. I mean, you know, it, it's sort of when you're in hospitality and when you're in management, and this is sort of going to be part of my mentoring program, applications are open, they're free sessions, um, they will be broadcast later. But, you know, part of it is about, you know, sort of who's the, the last point of call. And the last point of call was Dave and that message confirmed. Okay, Justin had made many mistakes before them, but had Dave just rung, rung up um, Dustin when he saw that billing bastard and said, hey, what's this about? I thought you were charging the attendees for what they bought. This whole thing would have been solved. So that's my blame pie. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It is the fact that Dave's only input was basically one text. It wasn't a do we have did you, like I'm new to this? Did you send Justin an invoice? But yeah, like just booking someone from six hours away to come and do a gig, like that's red flag number one. Yeah, they did good in Madawaska, but come on, man, you want to? Kirk's all about helping the local community. He helped out Madawaska when he was there. Let's help some local suck, but sucko vendors. But yeah, I just I feel like Dave is just a it, it's it's the lack of communication between Dave and Justin. Justin going off at the time he did, not really communicating enough through with um, Dave or Kirk in general. It was just small word of text. I just feel like Justin's got to have a good chunk of the pie and Cullinane's not off scot-free, but you know, he's less to blame than Justin for sure. Yeah. Do you think Justin should be at least blame the caterer? Do, do you think Justin should be at least sort of reduced in his, um, I guess, influence on the show? Like he, they should reduce his role. It seems like it's too much Justin. Well, I think now that they're not doing the YouTube stuff, I think the need to clip the show and put it out as it's going live is probably lessened. So maybe on the, during the show, he's not so much of a voice anymore, at least for the next month as a punishment. And then it, he, he just focuses on clipping it afterwards for promotions. But there has been a lot of Justin. Kirk has been leaning on him a lot. Maybe that's because Dave's not a good on-air guy. I disagree. I think he's great. But Kirk does seem to be going to Justin a lot when he's in, like a lot. Mm. But I think it's sort of, and again, this is part of the mentoring program. I think it's maybe got to dial in on his management structure. And, you know, I think it's really got to be clear, you know, Cullinane's running everything and then the others report to him. And I know when Steve left, Kirk kind of changed that a bit and he's paying Dave a bit less and he's not doing quite full time. Mm. And that means it's a little bit different to when Steve was there, but I think uh, this has shown that you need a clear management structure and, um, you know, and at least Kirk was the one that kind of um, has to foot the bill. Like normally stuff ups get passed on to Minna fans and they end up having to foot the bill. Whereas yeah. this time it was, uh, uh, unfortunately Kirk had to fork out. It was like tens I mean, of millions. We are still kind of footing the bill. Not us personally, because we can't go to Sako. So that's not our fault, but you know, they're going to absolutely promote the shit out of this. There's going to be merch tables. There's going to be all these extra things. You might have to pay to get a photo with Kirk now just so they can bring the money back. But, you know, listening to Portnoy, he um, he was surprisingly very relaxed about it. And then you hear the way Dave talks about Erica's interactions with him about it. It's almost like it's just a bit of content and a joke for them. So I honestly expected someone, especially like Portnoy, when Eddie raised it to him, I thought he was going to tear it a new one and just like go at Kirk, go at Cullinane, <laughs> demand people get fired. But he was just he was just blaming the caterer, saying their, their lack of you know putting an invoice forward, like itemizing things when you know you come in six hours, you're going to have a thousand people. Surely you have some sort of visual confirmation, like, hey, just so you know, do, does this sound about right? Or is this price okay? So then Dave can go, whoa, 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 hang on. No, no, you charge people when you're here. Like, and what's under bacon wrapped scallops? Like, but but I think Portnoy knew exactly this was coming out of um, Kirk's end. So he, yeah, you know, he, he did uh, say that. <laughs> he thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I, I must admit, um, 
you know, my FOMO was out of control um, while they were in the show. These live events, you know, just it's very painful for us Australian Minna fans. And thank you, Poodle Dick, for sending in a question. Um, what was our what, what was our last live show like? Or what was the, our favourite live show? Um, trying to rib us because we can't actually get there. Um, so in the last like week and a half, I've been consuming every minute fan bit of content to try and find out every bit of juicy gossip from um, Sako and, you know, I even watched the 420 show. I've watched everything just to find out what happened. What about you? Um, I've just been, you know, it's just listening to the show. I heard them talk a little bit about it on the Blind Mike Project. But, you know, it's, it's annoying because Madawaska is my favorite live show event that we weren't there for. But we got to hear the podcast and it was probably the best show that they've ever done, even with Mike being as drunk as he was and belligerent and aggressive. It was great. But, you know, the fact that he cut this off to those of us in Australia that are fighting the fight for the Minifan world to grow it down here was just heartbreaking. And I I just don't have the time to consume all of the Minifan world mm. content. I'm on a couple of the GVE stuff. Just I see the link. And I'm like, oh, this will be fun. You were on there as well. So that was good. We hadn't caught up in a while. So that was basically all it was for us. And I just... There's, there's only so much the Mina fans are going to talk about the show that you can actually feel like you were there. Like you said, the FOMO was huge, missing out on another live show, especially Sarko, where it's basically just Minifest. You just get together and, you know, drink and cheer and just shoot the shit. And then Kirk does a show and, you know, that's it. But, you know, it's, it's the only things I've gotten from it is the incident between, is it BAC and BPM? Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I've gotten out of it other than, you know, it was just a hell of a lot of drinking, basically like Woodstock <laughs> for Mina fans. Exactly. A lot of fat uh, guys. <laughs> I was watching Justin to cut from Justin to Cully before we jumped on from today's show. And that was with Dave and Tim Ridgilds and Ziggy called in and said to Dave, so who's the guest on the Friday night pre-show? And Dave was like, I don't get the joke here. I'm going to explain it to you, Dave. The joke is that in every other live event, there's usually a Friday night warm-up show the night before for people to get there early. But the last event was the only event that hasn't happened. So I think Ziggy was trying to make fun of the fact that, um, you know, you didn't do one. And, you know, have you even thought about one for the next Sucko show? And, and, and Ziggy, known Steve hater, but, you mm. know, that was one of the things Steve did. He looked after the fans that wanted to get there early. Mike and the Minifan fans would be doing something. They'd have some sort of event set up. There was just nothing. It's almost like Dave was only focused on the actual show itself, like getting that sort of mm. sorted. And and not even that. There was no hardly any videos, you know, no introduction yeah. <laughs> to the show, which Dave said, oh, I forgot to introduce you, Kirk. Oh, that was funny. Um, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Whose fault's that, Dave? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's the th- little things that Steve would, he wouldn't so much worry about the technical stuff because he knows he can do that, but he would make sure the whole event was actually something that the Mina fans walk away with and they love it. Like, yeah, they love this sucker, but it was missing a lot. You know, Ted and blind Mike doing skits from movies and messages from Kate that are translated in Chinese, because that was a thing going on last time sucker was around. And he just seemed to only focus on the technical stuff and making sure the audio sounded good. He didn't seem to care about the whole experience, which or the content, even though Kirk, yeah, even though Kirk says he doesn't care, you know, he does because he wants the show to be good. Like he's going to make Wilbur amazing. And, it's those little things. That's where Justin really should have stepped up mm. and been like, hey, Dave, we should do this. Let me take care of this. You sort out the catering so we don't have a $30,000 bill. I'll sort out the pre-show and, you know, getting some videos sorted, which, you know, when he went on his mental leave, it just seemed to just completely go away. There were no videos from him. And 
I mean, it still sounded like a good show. Seems like everyone had a great time, but it, it definitely wasn't the same as it would be if Steve was in charge. And I know you're not a Steve fan, so. <laughs> no, you're right. What do you think of Steve's victory lap since uh, this whole talking <laughs> okay thing? I mean, it's almost every day. The the lies that he says that he likes Dave Cullinane is just, that's the, that's, that's the funniest bit. Like there's always been, Dave can say it all he likes. Oh no, I like Steve. I like Steve. We know there's animosity there. Every time Dave came in to fill in for Steve, it was always about what he could be doing better. And I think Steve's victory lap is just because he knows all the shit Dave said about doing it better. It's It's been proven wrong. And Steve was a really good producer for the show, not just for the content, but for everything he did. So I'm going to applaud it. I'm going to say, hey, you're on your victory lap. You know, <laughs> things were better when, I hate admitting this because I love, I'm a cully guy, but things were better when Steve was running the show behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of disagree because I think we've actually had great KMS shows since Cullinane came on board. Just, I mean, most of that's been Kirk making fun of Dave and uh, Dave yeah. making all these mistakes, but I still think we've had great content. So um, I'm not going to give Steve quite the credit you gave him, but there's no doubt Steve is a professional. I'll give him that. I always actually said that when he was producing that I didn't like his personality, but he was a professional and I'll stick yeah. to that. Um, I would love it if they could actually um, broadcast the Soco show. I don't care if it's live or it's on demand a bit later, but if we got a window into that event, that would be incredible. I'll buy it for sure. I, I wouldn't buy a rough and rowdy, but I'll buy a, a Kirk Minahan at Soco show. Absolutely. It's you got to, I know he puts shit on you and he doesn't like the Aussie fans and doesn't want to grow the show, but you want to make my, you want to make your $29,000 back. I got six names for you. That'll buy the show right here. So I mean, you'd have to charge two grand each, but you know, um, you put it up there for 30 bucks. I'll buy it. I'll buy a t-shirt as well. Now that the Barstool ships to Australia, I'll get the 29 K t-shirt for sure. Yeah, I've ordered one already. It should be here in the next couple of days. Yeah. Barstool's good like that. They're very quick with their shipping. You know, you say you that, know? yeah. Do you say that Kirk doesn't like us though? Do you, do you think he doesn't like us? No, I think it's for show. I don't want him to go at us because of this, but I think he consumes everything. And I think he likes the fact that there are psychos like us down in Australia that do a show purely about him. It's a very niche category down here. There's six of us that we know, I think seven actually, mm. but there could be more. They just won't come forward. Or they're like Kirk says, there's majority of Mina fans aren't on Twitter, aren't in the world. They just listen to the show and enjoy the show. But, you know, there's seven of us that I know of that, Love the show down here. Listen to every episode. Doesn't matter if it's Steve or Dave or it's 50 minutes, although I like the ones that go over 50 minutes. But he he likes, he's got to like the fact that there's fans down here. He's got to. Like his name is international and Canada doesn't count. It's no. fucking baby United States. Like I, I get the, yeah, I get the feeling sometimes like, like he just thinks we're kind of no use to him. Like not in a sense that he's not happy that we're listening to the show, but the fact that, you know, we're so far away, we can't make any meaningful contributions to the show yeah. in terms of I don't know, going into studio or doing stuff, even going to live events and doing stuff like for him, well, you know, and we're not even sort of in the American market. So I sort of think because we're so far away, he just kind of sees us as useless in that capacity. Yeah, it's uh, hey, it's good they listen, but yeah, even if all seven of them buy two shirts, that makes them fuck all money. The ads that they do really don't appeal to us. I can order stuff for Milton's, and I will, but most of their ads we can't do anything with. So yeah, it's not a we're not the best sort of country <laughs> to be fans of this show. But you know, if you know if he promoted us a little bit more and said I want to hear from all my Australian fans, and they reached out to us, and we could maybe grow the name, and maybe we could be useful. Mm -hmm. I know. 
a few podcasts I listen to from the UK and the States, they have ads that are targeted for Australian fans because obviously there's a bigger market down here. So And you can do that you know, now just, pretty easily. Yeah, it's just, you know, hook us up. It, it'll be pre-recorded. It'll be garbage stuff that I'll probably never get involved with. But some of the some of the things that they advertise now, I'd love for them to be done in Australia. Simply Safe, that'd be freaking awesome for our apartment. We got a psycho neighbor, so it'll be good to have some Simply Safe around here. But, you know, I guess, yeah, like you said, he doesn't see us as a you know viable market share because you know we are so far away we can't go to live shows we can't even if we all buy shit it's not a dent in what you know Mm. 20 people from right next door from the studios could make a dent into like they can actually consume sponsors and things like that like but you know we still love the show yeah do you think and i'm curious do you think had i not been so far away by now i would have been asked in for a show in studio if i was near you know, because if I was Christian and all these other people, yeah, surely they would have got me in or you in or both of us. For sure, you would have been on that show. I don't know about me. Um, I think he still hopes that I die of brain cancer. <laughs> but um, you absolutely, he couldn't not have you on the show if you were over there. Like the, your personality, the divisiveness that you put out in the Minifan world, it, you're exactly the type of person he wants on the show. Yeah. He I, had Craig as a producer. Like, I hope one day I can go over and do that. He'll be so kind enough to let me in and, um, that happens, uh, but unfortunately, the borders are still closed. I, I'm, yep. I want to talk about a little bit of news. So, I guess to just if for those watching, there's a few more show topics. We've got a few show questions. I actually want to ask Jamie about his new career path as Australia's Kirk Minahan. But before we get there, um, I was listening to the Buy Mike project um, earlier this week, and there was some incredible revelations in it. And Kirk. Uh, Blind Mike said it on his podcast, so we can talk about it, that um, at Madawaska number one, the infamous one where um, Mike got shit-faced, he he, one night, and I'm not sure if it's the Friday or Saturday, maybe the Saturday, he was um, sort of, as he put it, canoodling with a a female that wasn't Alba, and Minifan saw that and were kind of holding it over his head. And when he says canoodling, he means kind of, you know, holding hands and being flirting with someone. There was no, from my understanding, there was no actual action. And then Justin, I think at one point said to Mike, oh, let's go to bed. And so he took him away because he was too drunk. So, um, so thank you for Justin for, I guess, saving Mike and Alba yeah. um, right there. And then uh, might've been a beautiful love story between Mike and some groupie, but um, yeah. What's your initial reaction? I mean, we, we, we kind of had a back, side into that story when the political campaign between he and Ted were going, it was thought that that was the reason blind Mike decided to step away. I never even knew that story then. How did you know? I thought this was, I mean, I often say the shadows of the Minifan world are quite dark. The corners are quite dark. And, and I feel that, yeah. So you must've, cause I hadn't heard anything of this and it makes sense to me now because there was always something underlying Mike about Madawaska one that wasn't just messing up the show. Yeah, I think it was, um, I think I was on one, you know, when we were in, everyone was in lockdown, we were doing those Minifan group chats where we'd all just jump on, it would be a show. I think it was in one of those, a Tim and Canton or a Steve from Providence alluded to something that may have happened. I thought it was just a joke. And then I think it was later sort of put forward that people talking in the background were saying that, yeah, that's one of the reasons why Mike stepped back. Uh, he was worried that it was going to come out and it was going to affect him and Alba. If it's just canoodling and you're holding hands and not, it, nothing's happened, like you're not kissing, you're not, you're not doing anything like that, like, I mean, clearly a groupie of Blind Mike, which I, I'm one of. I would love to walk alongside him and hold his hand. It would be great. Sort of kiss guide him around the potholes. Yeah, kiss on the cheek. Nothing major, but, you know, 
why if I do that, is it any different to some random girl doing that? Like, uh, I feel like Alba is too cool to, good of a person to care about anything like that. It was very minor, but yeah, it's, it's good to see that, you know, Mike is kind of admitting to the stories, the rumors that were going on in the shadows of the Minifan world, as you say, and I'm glad yeah, it hasn't affected him and Alba. Yeah, because BPM was kind of holding it over his head when he was talking, when Mike was talking about BPM, big BAC. I mean, that was a very low moment for BPM. and um, Such a Murchison act as well, like to hold something over people. Like, oh, not a Murchison act. He would just go about it. But, you know, uh, just not a Minifan, not a Minahan trait. Like, that's not something that Kirk would do, hold something, blackmail people with things like this. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing in this world? This used to be such a, such a happy place. Mm. So I just feel sorry for Mike sending my love. You yeah. Know. Obviously he got a bit too drunk and got to be handsy with a girl. It can happen. And then it was made worse by the fact that it was, you know, in a place where lots of fans of the show is on, um, were, were listening and seeing, and therefore could sort of hold it over his head. So that must've been an Credit awful, um, yeah, well, no, maybe not. Maybe, um, you know, he stopped a beautiful love story, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just an incredible revelation, um, you know, yeah. just shows the many layers to Madawaska and why I would love to be at a Minifan event. Oh, I mean, I'd be Absolutely. taking videos of Mike canoodling. I'd be doing everything. <laughs> I can't wait. To, like, I think we they were talking about it today that we may have borders open come October if we get to a certain vaccination level. So fucking come on so we can actually make plans to go over to some live events next mm, year. Exactly. Like, I'm sure Wilbur's going to be next year. There, there might be tickets available if we can get an ability to get over to the States as quick as possible. We, we could be it with a Wilbur show. Something yeah. never thought possible in the world, but oh, please. it could be possible now. And I'm, my fingers are crossed. Thank you, COVID. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, now, I thought uh, you mentioned that before we started, you want to talk about Quantum Week, Chris, and how the show's going. So I thought actually, you know, you and I should grade each person on the show as it stands at the moment, because, yeah. you know, I think Kirk graded color names. So why don't we just grade the whole lot? So we'll start with the man at the top. Kirk Minahan, what letter grade do you give him for the show since Dave started? I know it's going to be a big um, suck hole move, but A plus. Since Dave started, I think he's he's done what he does best, and it's put shit on the people that are in and around him. So I think he's gone back to his classic days. The less negativity from Steve being around is gone now. Yeah, Dave's clumsy and stupid. Same with Justin, but Kirk knows how to take advantage and make that funny. I think he's an A plus for sure. Yeah, I'm giving him an A, not quite an A plus because I feel like there's a bit of spin going on with Kirk with Soccer. I think he knows the last show wasn't that good and it was a bit thin, but he doesn't want to say it. So that's why he doesn't. <laughs> not his fault. Plus. No, it's not his fault. Um, but well, kind of is everything sort of the buck stops. He is the manager. Like, if you're sort yeah. of running a good leadership um, structure, then you sort of got checks and balances and you know, a few days before soccer, you're not going, where's the stage? Where's the content? Yes. The catering. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that, that aside. So I'm going Kirk, um, a, I guess then, um, you know, uh, Dave Cullinane. I mean, I think the marks sort of marks floating around like a D E uh, I'm sort I'm, of, I'm, yeah, you go. I'm, I'm like at a C. I think he's been okay. Technically the show has been good. The quality of the show has been a lot more fun and a lot funnier. But yeah, behind the scenes stuff is still affecting him. He wasn't fully invested into the Sako show. Like he didn't have everything that Steve would have had. How you have a $29,000 catering bill is is amazing, even though, like I said, mostly it's Justin's fault. But yeah, see, he's been good. The show's been a lot funnier. Like you said, it's been so much more of a better show since he started. But, you know, live events, it's just kind of, it, it brings him down. So yeah, I got I can't go below a C, but definitely a C. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sorry to be boring, listeners, but I'm, I'm viewers. I'm the same. I'm going to give Dave a C. I think my my reasoning is slightly different. I just think it's it's the I hate this sort of um this the sort of people that say they're going to do a lot but don't do it. So yeah. you know, where's the Saturday Night Minor Fan Show? Where was the pre-show for Soco? Mm. Why is the wrap-up show worse than when Justin was doing? It? I mean, it's it's getting better, but still, it's not released as an audio format only anymore so you have to watch it on youtube it's called from justin to cully like who gives a fuck what justin says um you know i don't you know he never says anything meaningful anyway it's just a kirk suck bump so uh, you know the, the things around the show um haven't developed as i would have hoped yeah. you know he never plugs him in a fan hq he, he never asks for stuff he, he's not he's not quite dialed in yet. And, and, and I still, I'm a bit sick of him going back to sort of Boston radio talk as his sort of fallback topic as a crutch. Yeah. I mean, Dave Portnoy started Barstool and the tagline was promise big deliver big. Dave Cullinane promise big has delivered nothing. Like <laughs> if anything, the YouTube channel has taken a step back from when Steve was in charge and Steve hated them in offense. And it's still going back from there. Like, and he's got to realize, right. Most of the minute, like look at the downloads on the show as a podcast and then look at how many YouTube views the stuff on YouTube gets. Huge difference. Put the, re- the wrap-up show out on an audio format, you'll get better numbers because most of the fans listen to it on a podcast. Exactly. Form. We don't have the time to go and watch the YouTube all the time or you know, we don't pay for YouTube premium so you can close it and still listen to it. It's a, actually, we're audio fans. So I actually yeah, do I, I, YouTube I, premium now. Um, I haven't yet. <laughs> it is tempting, but because you can have that ability. But you know, he needs to look at the demographic and how we consume the content and realize audio form is better than get out of this Jerry Callahan face. Kirk Minahan fans are way better and way more passionate than Jerry, Jerry Callahan fans. We, we don't, we're not retired. We don't have the time. We, we work. We, we video uh, audio format is the way we consume sh- stuff. So everything he does should be on a, in, in at least a podcast form as, along with YouTube, like look mm. at your audience. Um, now uh, the, the next person I guess would be blind Mike. What's your mark for him? I, I got to say an A. I think he's been great since he's come back. He, I think the pressure of not working for Barstool now, having his own thing going on, has just made like he's turned into the blind Mike for when he first joined the show, when he wasn't a paid employee. He's just fun again. And he seems like he's enjoying it. He's having a lot of fun on his, on his Patreon show, uh, patreon.com slash blind Mike. And um, yeah, I think he's been really good. He's, been, he's easily the best contributor to the show, A, a for me. Yeah, I, I'm going to give him an A minus. Terrific guy. Uh, his contributions since Dave have come in have been excellent. You can tell yeah. he loves having Cullinane around to make fun of. Yep. He's not sort of threatened by him like he was with Steve. They've got a much better relationship. And yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think we're seeing the best of Mike. It's it's strange that you know he has to be in a situation where he's working for free to feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> It's a weird, it's a weird thing to be. Like, again, mentoring programs open, Mike, happy to take you on. Um, again, you know, really, I think there's a lot of um, sessions available for you. Um, all right. So we've got those. And then um, Quantum Week, Chris, I mean, you know, since the last man is live, he's become the new Friday guy. He's usurped yeah. one Jared Carabas. And I have to say that, myself and visionless Dave destroyed Carabas. I mean, he was never the same after our first <laughs> gathering of the goats. It was a complete shredding of, of someone who says they're untouchable on the internet. That's what Jared says. He's untouchable. Well, we touched him. We towed him up. Where is he <laughs> now? Nowhere. And, and uh, I'm, I'm going to say, Chris, I'm going to give Chris a, I'm going to give him a, a B minus. 
I think um, he's he's getting more and more comfortable. Um, yeah. I think the last episode he did with Kirk was the most comfortable I've seen him and he was ribbing him and he was a bit more playful. So I think, um, you know, yeah. he's got the potential to be an A, A plus. Um, I, I, I do think that a bit like Dave and the radio talk, they've got this movie crutch that they fall back on. Um, yeah. But, but I love the way Chris brings up Minifan shit all the time. He brings up YouTube stuff all the time. Uh, so I'm giving him a B minus. I mean, we all know my history with the quantum week guys and Carano and Chris and you know there's been an animosity there in the past but you know I love Carano and Jerry show I think he's a great fit for it I won't be able to listen when they go to Patreon but that's another story but Chris man he's been great I can't go a B minus like you and I hope you're not referring to a Harry Minahan B minus I hope it's a legitimate B minus yeah, it is but, a legitimate um, B minus <laughs> I I'll go B plus yeah, I'll B+. go B plus yeah the one thing I marked him down for was the game from it, it's recency bias from that show I got what he was talking about but why couldn't you have just said, what are your three best picture winners in, in this decade? You don't have to start with the first three and then change them out. Just what are your f- three favorites? But he's been good. Like you said, Minifan stuff. He's, he's in the world. So he can sort of portray what's going on in the world where Kirk, you know, pretends he's not. Um, and like you said, he's getting more and more comfortable. So he can actually go back at Kirk and he'll tell him he's wrong or, you know, sort of be a little bit more combative. Like, like Mike was after, you know, four or five months of being on the show it, you know, it only took Chris like three or four episodes, but you know, mm. he's been really good. I'm enjoying him on the show. The B plus. B No, I'll go with B. The the, the game really, really, really hurt. I'm keeping a record of these. Um nice. I, I, like you said, he, he's got A plus potential. If uh, you know a few more episodes on that show, I think he's gonna definitely rise up my ladder. But yeah, B a B a, just a B B B is a perfect number at the moment. So and, a perfect and, grade. Um, and well, the last one, the the intern that's on leave, Justin. I mean, Ooh. there's only one F. There's a, there's only one letter here, and it yeah, you can't. With, I mean, begins with it F. doesn't get yeah, it doesn't get worse than F. Like, <laughs> um, well, and it's an easy one. He's been okay on the show. He's been pretty good in the Twitter world. Maybe a bit aggressive towards Mina fans that Kirk doesn't like, but you know the Sarko whole thing. And I know mental leave is it's hard. It just it just hits you when it hits you, but to not even being able to communicate a little bit more with Kirk and Dave about what was going on for such a big event. It, um, yeah, it hurts him. The 29, 29K is a big deficit and it's very much on him. So yeah, it's got to be an F. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just pulling totally out the whole mental health card a few days before a massive event. Um, and it, look, I, I'm sure it's all legitimate and I hope he gets better, but yeah. Uh, you still have responsibilities and, you know, again, if you've got a proper leadership structure, then there's a handover of um, assets and material that obviously didn't happen. So look, that's pretty good. Um, you know, Kirk, um, you've gone A plus, I've gone A, um, Cullen A, and I think we've both gone C's. Yep. Mike, A for you, A minus for me, Chris, B minus for me, Chris, B for you, Justin, F for both of us. So they're the grades. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got some listener questions, but before we get into that, I just want to talk about, I guess my concerns around the just Jamie B show. Um, so obviously uh, there's, I guess there's a lot of allegations swimming floating around in the Minifan world that there's a lot of people trying to ride Kirk's coattails and you've, you know, you've got all these shows popping up in all areas and they're all trying to grab the Minifan's attention and grab them in the Kirk's audience and, you know, very good show. <laughs> Dave. I mean, there's a whole swathe of these shows that they're trying to be Kirk and Minifan and, impersonators not like me satirizing and parodying him in his network <laughs> but actually trying to like you know it's like if i did the andrew mitzel show and um i'm gonna be the fucking <laughs> say what i want 
Um, so yeah, how do you respond to this allegation that you're a Kirk coattail holder? I'll just throw the stats out there and um, 95% of my audience is in Australia. So very minimal amount of engagement in the UK, uh, in the US, I think it's 3% and 2% is the UK. So I'm not trying to be no Australian Kirk Minahan. My, my, my therapist sort of thought it would be a good idea because of what I was going through for being away from the family for a long time that start a show where you just talk about whatever makes you feel happy. So I started like that. And, you know, for me, it's a lot of sports. So I don't want to be no Kirk Minahan. I'll never be as good as him. He is the goat of podcasting, podcasting Jesus. But, you know, if any Minna fans do want to listen, I mean, I, I'm sure a few do because I have some in the US. They might be Minna fans. They might not be. So, but no, I'm not trying to be no Kirk Minahan. No one can be Kirk Minahan. He is. And you're not trying to steal his audience from him, are you? No, no one steals his audience. Like, they, you know, well, very good show try. gets Minna fans listen. Yeah. You're never going to take, you know, millions of people to listen to your podcast. Like, I don't want to be Kirk Minahan. He's... He, I, you just can't. You can shoot for the stars as high as you want. The closest I'll probably get is Dave Portnoy. I'll never get the Kirkman hand level. Not in a million years. Um, and I guess, um, I mean, who is this show for and why? Like, you know, what's the, you said it's for your therapy. So that's, that's fine from your point of view. But why should a listener listen? What's the know. value? Who is your audience, Jamie? anyone who wants to listen like i know it's not my roommates or my missus that's for sure they don't listen because i leave little nuggets in the shows all the time to see if they do but they don't so i will be getting a husky <laughs> if anyone actually listened to that episode so um and, you know i just talk about shit i like to talk about like a lot of it's covid because you know I, I think it's 12 weeks today since i last went home to see my family so that kind of fucks with me a lot shit that angers me about sport politics music movies just anything like you know you talk about oh what's your five greatest video games sports video games you've ever played so i just talk about that type of shit just like, I like the movie you want to be a personality you want to be like a media personality like people come and just you know just hear what's on jamie's mind yeah. <laughs> that's basically what the show is what's on my fucking mind like yeah. i don't like if someone says to me oh you're talking too much sports like well fucking don't listen then like mm. i don't care like which you know is a little bit like kirk but it's not meant in that way. It's like, if you don't like sport, this is a heavy sport. I put it in the description. It's a heavy sport episode. Don't listen. Like my roommates don't like sport. They don't understand it. They're big movie guys. So most of the shows have sport in them. If they like movies, listen to the movie shows. Like you don't have to listen to every episode. Like mm. if it tickles your fancy, listen. If it doesn't, don't listen. Like, and you get like, like Kirk in that you sort of unfiltered. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of filtered. I, there are a lot of things I wish I could say on the show, but I don't. I kind of filter myself because, I mean, my in-laws listen. You know, one day my kids, like Kirk says, one day Kate and Harry might listen to his show. One day my kids might listen. And I got to kind of tone it down a little bit. There are, I, I want to use a lot of words that I don't use. Um, but, mm. you know, the, really there's only one, the C word. But, you know, it's even though we're Aussies and people get that that's just a, a friendly word for us, if anyone else listens, then they might get offended. So, but then again, just don't fucking listen. Like, I don't care. Right. Like, well, well best therapy. of luck with it. I mean, I, I was worried that it was going to be brand damaging for the Aussie Minna fan show, but I think you've pretty much dispelled the rumours there that not many Minna fans are listening. So yeah, that's no. good. Um, I guess my advice to you, if you were to book a mentoring session, <laughs> I would say you've still got to have a target audience. You know, think about who's going to listen. Even if it's just men you know, 20 to 40 in Australia, dial in on your subject matter a little bit more because then people come back because they enjoyed it last time. 
and they get the same experience again. So I would just think about who your listener is and chisel it down a little bit more, just a little bit more. Um, I do. I do have good listener retention. Like all of my show, it doesn't grow, but mm. I do hit the same numbers every week and they're not, they're better than any other podcast I've ever done except for this one. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're not great numbers, but every week it's just, I can tell it's the same people listening. Cause it's almost like it's one or two numbers off. Like it might be one roommate listens, then it's a mm. sports show. So he doesn't. So I have good listener retention, which is what Kirk always says. And if it grows, it grows. I really, I'm not looking to make money off this show. I have a really good job that makes me a lot of money anyway. Oh, so. I'm not talking about money. I'm just talking about listening just for your sake and, you know, dial in a little bit more and think about what's going to set you apart from other shows and find that. And then you will, your audience will grow. I guess it's the lack of care for my audience. Like, Kirk. <laughs> it's like, I have you listen, you listen. If you don't, fucking, it's like blind mic. Oh, listen, so if you, you don't want, if you, you don't want to. being a Kirk impersonator, but then, you know, talking about <laughs> your show, you've referred to what Kirk does about 10 times. So it's, I'll let the audience be the judge. It's more of a blind mic thing. You know how he's always like, hey, you know, if you don't fucking want to subscribe, don't fucking subscribe. I don't care. Like, like if you don't want to listen, if you don't care about sports or Australian COVID updates and shit like that, don't listen. Like I, like I said, I'm not trying to make anything out of this. It's just therapy and I'm going home this weekend. So I'll, I may end up stop doing it soon. Cause I, my therapy will be over. So is he going? It was awful. Awful, 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 awful. As he would say, awful. Oh, terrible. Awful. He was talking about your show there. <laughs> it was you know, no one can do anyone who tries to do off. an Australian accident is they just Nustin, end up sounding British. Nustin does a good one, Nustin from Milwaukee. It was awful, actually. Yeah, his was pretty good. Yeah, mm. the, the only good one I know who's done it is actually Tom Shattuck. He actually did a really good one, he didn't sound British at all. Everyone else just sounds like we're English, like, yeah, no. Um, all right, well, look, we've chatted for a long time. Let's finish it up. We did get some, um, you know, viewer questions, so thanks to yep. everybody. You know, there's some really great fans of the Aussie Minna fan show. I call them Minna fans, but they're Minna fans, Jamie <laughs> fans, kind of thing. Um, all right, you so, make the show, so what? I'm just the I'm just the blind mic. You make the show. Well, um, you said it. Um, all right. So first question from KMS Reddit: At what point are you going to stop handing out advice for Kirk and Dave on Twitter and sit down with them and give them your genius on a consultation? Well, um, Red, as I said. Uh, bookings are open. I would love a mentoring session with Dave or Kirk or both. I think I could really help Kirk, not on the on-air stuff, but on the off-air stuff. I, he just doesn't care. Dave needs to sign up immediately. There's a mm. good three or four months worth of weekly lessons there that he could take advantage of. Kirk, you know, he just cares about on-air. He doesn't care about the background scenes, but Dave, looking down, the, you definitely need to sign up, man. Manners will help you. He will help yeah, you. And it's, as I said, he's a friend. Free for Dave, free for Minna fans. Um, you know, uh, I'm so glad the hits has stopped. Um, finally, Dave's going to focus on his main show. Um, you know, I think if the hits work, it'd be a good lead in to Kirk, like just beforehand or, yeah. um, but, but not in the morning when he should be, you know, getting ready for what should be a great session of podcasting. All right. Next question. Um, this one's from Ted Sarandis. Now, do you remember him? What's he, he's been on the show about something today. I can't remember what though. He, the name he, is very familiar. He owns he, something he, or he's done something with the show. Anyway, Ted writes in, will there ever be redemption for Minifan legends like Steve from Providence or Kevin from Bristol? Seems like they have been on the outs with Kirk for a while now, and I really enjoyed their contributions to the show in the past. Good question. Man. What do you think? 
I'm a Steve from Providence fan. You know, he's one of the first Minna fans I've ever interacted with going back to enough about me days when Kirk finally left Kirk and Callahan. But I don't know. Kevin from Bristol has been out for over a year now and it, there's no looking like he doesn't mention him on the show at all. Only gets mentions when, you know, Minna fans call in and ask about them or when he actually calls in. I think Kevin's close to getting back in the window. You know, he's called a few times and Kirk's picked up on his name and Dave's not quick enough to, you know, abort him as it would be. But, I just officially, I just don't know if there's any way back. Kirk's not a type of guy who, once he puts you on that list, you're, you're out. Like you would know, you're still trying to, you're slowly making your way back, but it's been a long slog. Look, it's been a tough slog. I think the the men's brand rebuilding, it's been a huge success. And it's one of the reasons I'd like to share this sort of um, skill with other Mina fans mentoring. Look, back to that question. I mean, let's just sort of dial in on Steve from Providence for a start. You know, he seemed to be getting close to the show. He did the VFW walk. Yeah. And then something happened and and it just seemed to all go to shit. I know Kirk seems to refer to him as being one of the cunts now and, you know, he hates the show. But I feel like Steve from Providence got disenfranchised in the last few months of Steve Robinson where the show was a little bit flat and they weren't having many laughs. Like there were no laughs uh, for a while there unless Kirk was generating them. So do you think that's it? Yeah, I he is one of the 14. You know, we always refer to the 14. I used to be one of them, the old Aussie Stooley, but he's dead now. Um, but he is such a good character to the show, even going back to Kirk and Callahan with Captain Hungwell. And, you know, the, the just shitting on Mutt is awesome. Like, I would like to dream of a world where Mutt Steve gets fired was. from WEI. Mm. Steve wasn't. Kirk brings. Yeah, yeah, that was Kevin. But, you know, Steve's shitting on Mutt every time he would ring in was great, talking about the kids. And I dream of a world where Kirk, uh, where Mutt gets fired from WEI and Kirk brings him on as the third chair. And then Steve's back in the world and doing the same shit that he used to. But, you know, once you get tar- like tarnished with that, you know, part of the cunts, it's it's really hard to get out of that that sort mm. of mind frame in Kirk's mind. Like, you get death wished, wished on you, you you know, your calls get aborted if Steve's there. Dave's not really quick with that type of stuff. So it's a safer environment now. But unless you're like you and you're willing to do the work to get back into the good books, it's not just a lazy fix. You have to show Kirk that you're loyal. And I don't know if Steve from Providence is going to do it. He's very loyal. He's yeah, a cunt now. I would say I'm the most loyal Minna fan, without doubt. Um, now, oh, without doubt, I mean, it's it's inarguable. Um the yeah. next, with Kevin from Bristol, uh, I sort of feel that you know, he really s- fucked his, himself up. You know, yeah. that Hall of Fame stuff where that sort of entitlement is never going to yep. play well with Kirk. I mean, as soon as you start f- showing that you, you're, in, you know, showing feel, feelings of entitlement, it's yep. never going to play well. And then, you know, if you listen to Kevin and I like Kevin, he's a great guy. When he yep. talks on Kirking off and stuff, he does have this sort of strange attitude where he, he sort of feels he was so close to being a star, but it didn't sort of quite make happen for him because, you know, he talks about this one comedian who kind of held him back and didn't give him a chance. And, you know, poor Kevin, he probably feels like he was so close to being a breakout Hollywood star. And then I kind of feel he feels he brings that attitude to the Kirk show. Like, you know, I could be with Kirk on his level. I could be Kirk's co-host. And I think it's just too much for Kirk. Yeah. I mean, let's one thing straight. No one is on Kirk's level in the universe. No one, not even close. Kirk is on a different level. You're, you know, you're, you're there, but no one's on his level. And no way. Kirk's incredible. You're, you're right that 
he did he did he did sort of come across as that air that he isn't like any ordinary Minna fan, you know, that he's slightly on a better level. Whereas you look at someone like Tim from Canton, who I think is one of the elite Minna fans, isn't entitled, is one of the guys, you know, he keeps this log of Kirk events in history. His quizzes when he rings up are great. He's very humble. He's very humble. He is still a Minna fan at heart, but you know, he's one of the elites. He's definitely a Hall of Fame Minna fan, but you know, that's where Kevin Brist- from Bristol should have taken it. And same with Steve from Providence, just keeping that lane of I'm a Minna fan first. I just get on the show more, but you know, don't boost your ego with that. It's like, yeah, no, I, yeah, I get through, you know, Kirk likes me. He, you know, I've been in group threads with him, but you know, I'm still a Minna fan. You know, this information goes to the Minna fans where, you know, Kevin and Steve sort of, not Steve so much. He didn't think he was on another level. He just made some bad decisions. But yeah, Kevin thinks it's almost like he thinks he's on a different level to other Mina fans. Like he's above mm. us. Mm. And that's, yeah, Kirk's not going to enjoy that. We're fans. We're fans of the show. Blind Mike is still a fan of the show. And he knows that, but Kirk likes him. So he's in there because he, he he knows he's a fan of the show. Kevin also went on Kirking off and made, made up this you know, a fairy tale story of him, you know, getting with Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing at some party in LA, and just, <laughs> just why make up stuff like that, Kevin? We don't need made up stories of you making out with Hollywood stars, and uh, just, just leave it there. We know you, and and I love how Kevin, like every time. He, he likes to tell people he was good looking 20 years ago. It's like, yeah. oh, man, I was, before I put on all this weight and blah, 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 it's a good looking guy. I mean, all right, we get it. You know, most people are actually better looking when they're like 25 than when they're 45. That's not a unique. Shock horror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I think I've gone the other way, fortunately for me, but um, anyway, just incredible. Um, all right, so look, we're coming to in last question was um, from Tim Ridgels and it's from his dog. And it says, I know a sweet old guy that has some questions because I said on, um, well, on Twitter that, you know, people should all be put down. There was an incredible argument between <laughs> Flopper, Tim and I about the future of Pitbulls. I don't want to relitigate it, but I have to say Tim's dog looks very cute. But as yep. I said to Tim, you know, if you and your wife ever have kids, I just hope the dog, the Pitbull doesn't turn on the kids and bite its head off. The way I look at it, dogs are like their owners. Tim's a great guy. He looks after that dog. That dog's probably very spoiled. So it's going to be a great dog. Whereas if, you know, any breed that has a shit owner, it's going to be a shit dog. I have a border collie and if we treated him like crap, he'd be an asshole. But, you know, he gets pampered. He gets everything. He gets looked after better than I fucking do. So he's a great dog. It's it's all about how the owners raise them. You, yeah. you shit owner, you'll have a shit dog. If you're a good guy and you treat your dog with respect and you love it, it's going to love you back no matter what you introduce into its world. So. No, I don't think we need definitely a cute dog, but we don't need pit bulls. <laughs> there's a few breeds we just don't need, but this is not a dog. Not Jerry Callahan. <laughs> there's a few dogs we don't need. Put them down. There's a lot of other good breeds. All right. Anything you want to throw at the um, Minna fans before we end, Jamie? Um, no, I would be happy if we didn't see Carabas again. I think Chris should be that permanent uh, third chair on a Friday. Agree. So yeah. I'm very happy with that. Carabas shunned the world because he got in bed with the Red Sox and big puppy. So, Bye. Um, exactly. You do that to the miniverse, you're out. It's just that simple. And uh, I guess go Yankees. Go Yankees. <laughs> I hate the Yankees. Uh, I hate the Yankees. Yeah, I fucking hate them too. That hurt. Um, all righty. Well, um, are you going to have Minna fans on the Just Jamie B show or is it just going to be you and other guests? Um, depending on how they kind of live, the guest show is going to be, it's going to be like if it's a topic that I want to talk about, like there are people in the Minna fan world I would like to have on to talk about things that they do 
you know, when it, when it comes to like video editing, audio producing, things like that, but not just because they're Miller fans. Now, so. Oscar Rob would love to talk about sport with you. If you ever want a US sport. Yeah, he's someone that I might hit. I might hit up because he's a good producer and yeah, he's a massive sports fan. So we can get him on to talk about, you know, American sports, Boston sports in general, because I'm a fan of all them. So yeah, he's someone, but I'm not going to get a Mina fan on just because they're a Mina fan on. Like that's not how it works. It's not targeted to Mina fans. So beautiful. All right. Well, this is the Aussie Mina fan show signing out. I'm in Sydney, Australia, 10,000 miles away. Jamie's a couple of hundred kilometers from me at the moment. So we send all our love to all our American friends. I'm Andrew. I've been joined by Australia's Kirk Minahan and um, (laughs) we will be back next month, hopefully with Jamie. Yep. Yep.